There was a lot of toil. There was some great moments, but there were also some heartbreaking moments. And for us to finally get over the hump and become champions, it meant a lot. We took a lot of pride in that because we had worked so hard. We had given so much. So that first Super Bowl, it really meant a lot to me. And I think that's one that will always stick out. You know, what's your thought process as a captain and why do you call heads? And I'll never forget, he told me, I always call heads because it's a reminder for me, even on the football field, that God is the head of my life. And for him, it was so important to get that in perspective. The thing that I love about Tom the most is his humility. Look, this guy's motivated at a level that very few can even think about getting to. That's an undeniable. And then ultimately, when you get in those tight spots and you're competing and you're fighting, you want to fight a little bit harder for a guy that you know is invested in you and cares about you. Welcome to a new edition of the Roman Gabriel Show, powered by Shred360. Go to shred360.com. Coming in with me is a three-time Super Bowl champion and all-pro special teams player with the New England Patriots, Matthew Slater, right here on the Roman Gabriel Show, powered by Shred360. Remember, for all things sports and entertainment, go to romangabrielshow.com. That's romangabrielshow.com or anywhere you get your podcast. Everybody, this is Roman Gabriel, host of the Roman Gabriel Show. You know, our mission is much larger than providing you an entertaining podcast. Our country faces an ongoing crisis of underage youth battling alcohol and drug addiction and a rising suicide rate. This problem impacts all of us and our families. Our nonprofit, the Sold Out Youth Foundation, has been my passion since 2003 impacting hundreds of thousands of middle and high school students, challenging them to an alcohol and drug-free life, while providing a life-changing interactive online education platform, teaching students valuable life skills and success principles, equipping them to pursue their passion and dreams. I need your help. Our program is successful because of people just like you who financially support our movement. Please give safely and easily today by going to our website at soldouttv.com that's soldouttv.com, and click on the red Donate button. Or right now on your cell phone, text SOLDOUT20 to 484848. That's SOLDOUT20 to 484848. All donations are 100% tax deductible, and believe me, any amount will help. Your generous gift can help one more child stay on the right path to health, wellness, and success. Thank you, and be sold out. Welcome to the Roman Gabriel Show, uh, RomanGabrielShow.com, and anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, very excited to have uh, what I consider not only a Christian brother, but uh, a guy that uh, I've covered every one of his Super Bowls over the years, and we became friends. And his father and my father know each other well, Jackie Slater, the Hall of Fame tackle of the Los Angeles Rams. And with me is uh, many times Super Bowl champion and on um, one of the great teams of all time, uh, the New England Patriots, Matthew Slater. And uh, Matthew, how are you, brother? Good to see you. Great to see you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's always good to see you, my friend. Uh, you know, 
I know you'd rather be here because most of the time when I see you, it's at Super Bowl. So how is it? I know know it was a challenging year for everybody. You had some players that opted out uh, before the season. Uh, Tom moved on to Tampa. So uh, you haven't had many challenging seasons in your career there, but I'm sure that uh, knowing you, you that some things were learned, right? Absolutely. You know, this season was unique in so many ways. But I think it was a chance to really put things in perspective. You think about uh, the opportunity that a lot of us have had here that have played in New England for a while. We've been so blessed and we've been able to experience a great deal of success, unparalleled success. And it really leaves you feeling grateful when you look back on on what we've been able to accomplish. And, and, and you're right. This year did teach us a lot of things. I know personally, it taught me a lot. Uh, when you're dealing with adversity and you're going through things, uh, it really exposes your character. And I think if you let it, God can use that to, to really work on you, to sharpen your skills and to grow you. And I think that this year was a year of growth for myself personally. And I'm thankful for it. Certainly it wasn't easy, uh, but it's something that I think was necessary. You've played with Tom Brady for a long time, man. I mean, he's been a big part of the New England Patriots and, you know, we know it's a business, and uh, but you, when you're with somebody for 20 years, you don't think he's going to leave town. Um, where, uh, what was your response to him leaving, and how how uh, difficult of a transition to? Because I know as a teammate and as a person and as a leader, uh, it's hard to replace, right? No question. And, and you know, first, I think I had mixed emotions. I think, you know, as a friend and a teammate of his, selfishly, I wanted him to stay. I wanted his legacy to be known that was in one place for the entirety of his career. But I also think as a friend, you understand that this is a business and that Tom earned the decision that he felt like was best for him and his family. Uh, You know, as his career continues to progress, it's important that he's, that he's happy, earned that right. And I supported the decision, Uh, although it wasn't an easy one for our team that he left behind. Uh, I think he made the right decision for him and I'm happy for him. And certainly as a team, you know, we had to find a new identity this year for the last 20 years. Tom was such a big part of who we were and how we did things. And we kind of had to shift our identity, but you know, eventually all players come and go. Right. So it was good for our young players to kind of learn who they were, learn what it, you know, what it looks like to be a work. And, you know, it was a season of growth, as I mentioned, for our team. So uh, we learned a lot without Tom, and I hope that we'll continue to improve and get better uh, as we move forward into 2021. Was that mostly the fans' response, or did you have a lot of fans that were just uh, really upset about him leaving, or did did the fans handle that well? I I think it's been mixed. It's been a mixed bag, especially now with Tom having the success that he's had this season. I think some are emotional about it, right? I mean, this is this is our quarterback who's been here and accomplished all this here. One of the reactions may be one go or why did he feel like he had to leave? So, you know, fans are passionate and I understand that. Uh, that's the beauty of our fan base here. They love what we do. They support our team. And I think, you know, people are all over the place. I'm sure a lot of folks will have mixed emotions watching the game this weekend. But like I say, ultimately, I'm happy for Thomas. I'll be rooting for him and, and wishing him all the best. I was in I was in one of his virtual press conferences the other day, Matthew, and um, uh, 
he hasn't changed. I mean, uh, you know, he gives all the credit uh, to Coach Belichick and to the Patriots and his love for the Patriots. And uh, it was really good to see him uh, give those props this week because uh, it, it, ha- it, it has to be uh, bittersweet, um, you know, because you can't spend that kind of time, have the success you had. Uh, and uh, it's got to be even a tough transition, I would think. No, no question. I, I think you think about all the relationships that you have with people and how emotionally invested you become uh, with individuals that you've worked with over two decades. Uh, so for both sides, I'm sure it's been tough. I know for Tom, I'm sure it's been different. He's new set of teammates for the most part, new set of coaches, new city. Uh, his family's in a different situation. And the same for us on this side of things, uh, a lot of new situations that our team was faced with. So, you know, change is not always easy. Uh, there's some great things that come with change. And then there's there's some periods of adjustment that occur. And I would imagine just like it was for us, uh, this was a year of, of adjusting for Tom. But you wouldn't know any better as he sits there getting ready to play in his, his Super Bowl. I think he's adjusted pretty good so far. There have been very few people in the league that get a chance to play that last game that kicks off at 6.30 Eastern time most of the time. Uh, the build-up to the game, uh, you know, you don't have the COVID problem. You played in front of the biggest crowds in Super Bowl history. Um, Matthew, what what is it like um, as you build up during the week and as you go out for the coin toss, which you had the opportunity to do, um, what what are the thoughts? Those last thoughts before you you know it becomes a game again uh, about the atmosphere uh, of kickoff of a Super Bowl. Huh. Man, I mean there there are a lot of nerves involved. Um, you know the frenzy and the the buzz that starts when you get to the Super Bowl city and builds all the way through kickoff. It can be overwhelming, and I think for me the challenge was learning how to uh, control my emotions, stay within myself, and, and just focus on my job. Like you said, at the end of the day, when that ball's kicked off, it's the same game you played when you were a youngster. It's the same game I started playing in high school, and it's about execution. So I think for me, the trick was trying to get my mind to just uh, stay in the present, not worry about what if I don't do this, what if that happens, what if that happens – and just focus on trying to do my job. And then at the same time, enjoy what's going on there. Uh, you know, guys work extremely hard to get to that point. And, and I know everything that's at stake, but take the chance to step back from it all, uh, say thank you, and be grateful for the experience because you, you never know when it may be your last. And, uh, you know, so many, as I said, so many guys work and never get to that point. So for me, I always try to remain in a place of gratitude I always tried to calm myself, um, focus on what I had to do, and just live in the moment. And, you know, thankfully and and fortunately, I had some great, great Super Bowl experiences uh, as I embraced that mindset. Okay, so you've played in some great games, some great Super Bowls, won championships. This is probably going to be a hard question for you because you've had a lot of highs in your career. Um, What do you think is the moment uh, when you're done Matthew, where you'll say that was the moment that I think of is probably the best moment that I experienced as a Patriot. Oh, gosh. <laughs> that is a tough one. I mean, certainly the three Super Bowl championships will be 
the three moments that that stick out the most. And I think for me, the first Super Bowl that we won 14 really meant a lot. Um, the, the generation that came before us had had so much success and we were always compared to them. And until we actually won a Super Bowl, it always seemed like we'd, we'd come up just a little bit short. They'd always talk about the generation before us like they were you know, just a little bit better than what we were. So for those of us who were here uh, between 2004 and 2014, there was a lot of toil. There was some great moments, but there were also some heartbreaking moments. And for us to finally get over the hump and become champions, it meant a lot. We took a lot of pride in that um, because we had worked so hard. We had given so much. So that first Super Bowl, uh, I just remember the wide range of emotions uh, that I experienced for so many reasons. Uh, it really meant a lot to me. And I think that's one that will always stick out just a little bit more. Okay, so one of the, one of the Super Bowls of all the great Super Bowls, I believe, you know, that in terms from a fan's perspective, Super Bowl 53 was one of the, in Atlanta, uh, you know, for you guys against the Atlanta, or, or sorry, was it Phoenix against the Atlanta Falcons or Houston? One of those two, but uh, you guys played. Uh, Houston, yes, sir. Yeah, Houston, you got behind. Um, incredible comeback. Um, you know, the difference between the first half and the second half uh, couldn't, couldn't be any different. Uh, and I wanted to ask you, it came down to overtime. I remember sitting next to a guy in the stands who's a reporter saying, what do you think? And I said, with the momentum the way it is, whoever wins this coin toss is probably going to win the game. You were the guy who made the call on the coin toss for overtime. And people don't think a coin toss is, is a big deal, but that one was. Why did you go with heads? Well, I've, I'm glad you asked that. I've, I've called heads ever since I've been a captain. And I remember... Uh, when my dad was playing, he called head and asked, that, you know, what's your thought process as a captain and why do you call heads? And I'll never forget. He told me I always call heads because it's a reminder for me, uh, even on the football field, that God is the head of my life. And for <laughs> him, it was so important to get that in perspective as he prepared to go out and do battle alongside his teammates and, and battle against the opposition. It, it didn't mean that he would take off his his Christian spirit or his Christian hat, if you will. That always stayed with him. And I think that, that that was something that I embraced as well. Even though I'm on this football field and I'll be competing hard, playing hard and try to knock, that, knock guys down in front of me, uh, you know, I still want to be an ambassador for Christ first and foremost. So that's always been a reminder for our family. Uh, that's why I always call heads, and every time I call it, I think of it because people have asked me about it so much now. Uh, but it's uh, you know, it's something that means a lot to my family and I that that we go out and represent ourselves the right way when we go on that football. Matthew Slater on the Roman Gabriel Show, RomanGabrielShow.com, and well, Matthew, you're a Southern California guy, uh, grew up uh, out there, high school out there. Uh, had a father who was one of the great players of all time, you know, a, a beloved Los Angeles Ram. Um, when when was it for you that you decided? I know for me, you know, I watched my dad play, you know, starting when I was about five years old. And I remember, I think it was nine years old that I said, I want to be a quarterback just like my father. Um, you know, and, and he, you know, taught me the game and r really taught me to respect the game. Uh, wouldn't let me play unless I did that. 
because um, he had such a deep r- respect for football. And uh, tell me about your relationship with your father and when you decided that maybe you wanted to play football at, at the highest level. You know, it's funny. I think our stories are very similar. Uh, the first time I remember watching my dad play football was right around five years old. And he, re- he retired when I was 10. And I think for me, I-, I was very fortunate, just like you, to have a father who was present in my life, who was really invested in, in being a dad first. And that really allowed us to have such a, a great relationship as father and son. He was able to instruct in love and to discipline and love. And, you know, I wanted to be like him. So it just so happened that my dad played football. So that's what I wanted to do. And I remember similarly decisions we had about respecting the game, respecting the process. My dad, uh, he feels a deep sense of gratitude when it comes to the game of football. It allowed him opportunities that he, he wouldn't have had. And he knew, though, that along with football came uh, the necessary work ethic, the discipline, the sacrifice, the camaraderie with your brothers. And those are the lessons that he he shared with me early on. And I think those are the aspects of the game that I really fell in love with first. It was going out there, grinding alongside your team, working hard, uh, just being dedicated and disciplined to the craft. And I, I'm thankful for those lessons because th- those are the lessons that have really carried me throughout the course of my football career. And I don't know that I would have learned those lessons uh, without my father's instruction. So I really owe him a ton. Hey, this is Nick Ruffini from Revoice Media, and I'm the executive producer of The Roman Gabriel Show. We got involved with this show because we realized that Roman has a passion for educating the next generation. And we need your help. We need you to be a donor and go to soldouttv.com and donate, whether it's one time or an ongoing basis. Please help us educate the next generation by becoming a donor. Go to soldouttv.com and click donate. And remember, you can help us at the Sold Out Youth Foundation by donating. Text Sold Out 20 to 484848. That's Sold Out 20 to 484848 and help us help your students to stay drug and alcohol free. I'm with Matthew Slater on the Roman Gabriel Show, RomanGabrielShow.com. And, you know, I've always appreciated the way that you have used your platform uh, as a faith-based guy that you are, uh, as a Christian man, uh, that faith, family, and football, which is the moniker of our show and of our ministry, uh, is you've been such a shining example of that. And one of the things that I've always talked to players about over the 30 years I've been doing this is, you know, do you, are you using your platform to its advantage and, and, you know, making a difference in people's lives? And when we talk to kids, you know, success goes two ways. It's about pursuing your own passion, but also using your uh, expertise and your success to help someone else up. Um, and that's something I've really appreciated about you over the years. Um, uh, you've been a leader on that team. People recognize that. Um, whenever I talk to people you play against, you're highly respected. Uh, so I know that you're a great football player, but uh, it has to be great to hear that from other people. Uh, anybody wants to know that they're consistent in life, right? Yes. I mean, it's very humbling. And, you know, you mentioned uh, faith, family, and football. I believe that it that order, that order is very important to keep that order. It can't be football, family, faith. It has to be faith, family, football. And that's kind of just been the foundation that I've tried to build upon um, 
from the moment I accepted Christ as a seven-year-old, uh, my parents helped me gain an understanding of the importance of keeping God first in all that you do. And I remember hearing my dad share his testimony one time, and he, he shared that he believed that, you know, in his mind, it was conceivable that God had given him all the success that he had given him in football solely that he could then turn around and proclaim the name of Jesus. It would give him an avenue to connect with people and share with them the gospel that maybe he otherwise wouldn't have had. And I think about my career and the things I've been able to experience playing in Super Bowls uh, and so on and so forth. You know, what does that really mean at the end of the day? It doesn't really hold much eternal value. I mean, football careers are gone like that. But I think it has given me a vehicle uh, to connect with people, a platform to reflect God's glory and to tell people, look, the only reason I've had the success I've had is because it was God ordained and Jesus has extended to me mercy and grace and allowed me to experience the things that I have. And I think it's important that when people think of me and my story, that they they begin and end the story with Jesus. My story is is more about the author which is Christ, and it is about the subject, which is me. And I'm just thankful for everything that he's done, the many lessons that he's imparted upon me. But I'm just in awe that we get a chance to have a relationship uh, with creator God of the universe. And that's the thing that I get more excited about waking up every day as I, as I try to lead my home and uh, lead my wife and lead my kid. God's grace new every day. Matthew Slater, multiple Super Bowl winner, and he knows what it's like to be at a Super Bowl and to play for all the marbles, and which is what any NFL player wants to do. And so few get that opportunity. And he has definitely been blessed to be in many great Super Bowls. Um, you know, for fans and listeners out there, Matthew, and this is the way I try to describe it to people about my approach to covering the Super Bowl. You know, we come to minister. We come to make a difference in people's lives. We come to give you and coaches and athletes in the, in the game, a platform to speak about your faith and to speak about the things that are important to you. And um, from a player's perspective, who's had the opportunity to be on this stage so many times, what is your mindset? Was, you know, obviously it's about winning the game, but, but from an eternal perspective, in terms of the bigger picture, what is your mindset when you come to a Super Bowl about some of the things you want to accomplish, uh, you know, during that media week? Well, you know, I get excited about the media week uh, and all the Super Bowls I've played in because I know more, more, more likely than not, I'm going to have a chance uh, to share the gospel and talk about the things that God has been doing in my life or that he's already done in my life. And me, uh, that's what matters most. Uh, there are a lot of men uh, that will be on that field on Sunday who, who understand that and get that, that, you know, God cares about people and certainly we're people that play football, but it didn't matter what we did. We, we could be teachers. We could be firemen, police. God cares about people. And I know for me, every week I'd come down to the Super Bowl, it was important for me to, to spread that message. Um, the love of Christ um, that, that goes beyond the borders of football and extends to everyone who will accept him as Lord and Savior. And I, I think as often as we could use our platform to express that message, uh, we should do it. We should take advantage of it. So I would be excited to come to Super Bowls because I knew all year long opportunities to talk about my faith and talk about Christ. But that I was going to make sure that I always took advantage 
of of making his name more famous and lifting it up and letting it letting everyone know that as far as I believe he was the reason that I was where I was. Okay, so Matthew, tell me, um, you had some key players before the season that opted out, and will they be back next year? You know, it's my understanding that they will. Uh, I know that those guys reasons for you know, legit reasons for why they, they wanted to opt out, whether it was health concerns or babies being born. So it's our hope that those guys will make it back. We certainly supported their decision uh, to sit out this season, uh, but hopefully they feel comfortable enough and their families feel comfortable enough with them coming back next year. Did you ever think about, was there ever a doubt in your mind that you were going to play or did you have to think about that as well? You know, I, I had some concerns just like everyone else. And my wife, uh, a physician, he understood what was going on a little bit better than the average person. And we had questions and concerns, but I think we had a lot of those questions answered, at least to the extent they could be answered. And, and after praying about it, we felt good about coming back to play this year. And thank God he, you know, he kept us safe and fell ill. So I'm glad that I made the decision to play this year. Um, I'd be remiss without asking this, Matthew, because I know people want to know. Um, you and I have talked about this before, that there's a love-hate against the Patriots. Um, but when you've seen the guys like you that play for the Patriots over the years like I have and gotten to know you guys, I've seen a side of you guys that passionate fans just don't see. Um, and what I wanted to, fans to know is, uh, what, what is it like, Matthew, to play with Tom Brady? What makes Tom Brady special on and off the field? And why, uh, you know, with the success you experienced um, from you personally, I know, I know you have a great affinity for him, but, uh, you know, I want people to know, you know, about the person Tom Brady. What, what, what is it about him that you love playing with him and being a teammate of his? That's a great question. And the thing that I love about Tom the most is his humility. Uh, he carries himself with authentic humility. It doesn't matter who you are uh, in the building, whether you're on the practice squad or whether you're a 15-year veteran, he treats everyone the same. You never hear him talk about his accomplishments. Uh, you never hear him boast in any way, shape, or form. He's just a down-to-earth 43-year-old guy. And I think that's one thing I appreciate the most about it. When people think about some of the great athletes and how they've been, you know, a lot of times you hear about guys treating players or, you know, just maybe not always being uh, kind to everyone. Uh, Tom's not like that at all. And for me, it's refreshing to know that, you know, you don't have to be any different than anyone else. Certainly, look, this guy's motivated and full. Uh, at a level that very few can even think about getting to. Uh, that's an undeniable, but I think his humility is something that really draws you in. And then ultimately, when you get in those tight spots and you're competing and you're fighting, you want to fight a little bit harder for a guy that you know is invested in you and cares about you. I'll never forget the first day I came to New England, Tom came up and introduced himself, and he knew who I was. He knew where I went to school. And this is a fifth-round pick. This guy had already won three Super Bowls. I was really taken aback. I couldn't believe uh, that he knew who I was. And I think if you ask almost anybody who's played a period of time, he's done the same thing with them. 
Uh, and that's something that really, at the end of the day, that's what I appreciate most about Thomas is his humility. Matthew Slater, New England Patriots. Um, and Matthew, you know, uh, wish you were here. I, I could see you like we normally do and give you a big hug. But uh, I appreciate I you so too. much. And uh, uh, I, you and I have had some great memories after Patriots wins. That's for sure. Yes, we have. Yes, we have. And I'll take those memories with me for for a lifetime, brother. Listen, uh, let's stay in touch. And, uh, you know, best of luck in the offseason and getting ready for next year. Uh, and uh, let's let's uh, keep in touch, brother, and appreciate you so much, not just as a player, but all that you do and uh, the example you set. Um, uh, just uh, uh, your excellence uh, inspires me, and I really appreciate uh the way you live your life for the Lord and the way that you do everything with excellence. So uh, I'm going to look forward to talking to you soon. And uh, thanks for being on the Roman Gabriel Show. Sounds great, brother. Thanks for having me. And we'll definitely be in touch. Thanks so much for listening to the Roman Gabriel Show. If you enjoy the podcast, please leave a rating and review on iTunes and be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. And remember, you can help us at the Sold Out Youth Foundation by donating. Text SOLD OUT 20 to 484848. That's SOLD OUT 20 to 484848 and help us help your students to stay drug and alcohol free. The Roman Gabriel Show is produced in partnership with Revoice Media. Executive producers Roman Gabriel and Nick Ruffini, audio editing by Justin Thomas, and graphic design by Catherine Wade. For more music, entertainment, and sports podcasts, check out revoicemedia.com. Listen to the Roman Gabriel Show at RomanGabrielShow.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.